G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, the world has been shocked by today's shooting in the Parliament buildings in the Canadian capital of Ottawa. In extraordinary scenes, up to 40 shots were fired inside the Parliament building as politicians, including the Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper, took shelter in offices and were told to barricade the doors. And one, shol- one soldier's been killed and one suspected offender. The Canadian CBC broadcaster put together this montage of the sounds of the tragedy that began to unfold earlier today. Have a listen in. It's very upsetting down here right now. There are a group of people who are performing CPR on a gentleman at the War Memorial. Currently, there are one, two, three, four, five, six people performing CPR. You can hear all the ambulances coming. There are witnesses standing around saying they saw a man with dark pants and a white shirt with a gun. Uh, I was just at a manhole inside the gate here, yeah. and uh, we heard two gunshots over at Wellington, and we saw a bunch of people running. And there was a woman with her stroller and a child, and she was screaming and running, so we were, I was going to go over and help her. But then we saw a man with a, a mask over his face, well, a scarf, um, long black hair. I think he was wearing blue pants and a black jacket, and he had a double-barrel shotgun. And he ran up the side of this building here and hijacked a car at gunpoint. Didn't hurt the gentleman in the car. Um, and then took off towards the back here and headed in that direction towards the construction. And that was the last time I saw him. Our officers now, quite heavily armed, are surrounding the war memorial. Uh, and... Uh, they're pouring in here as they're still continuing to try to uh, save this officer's life. I'm on the opposite side of where Evan is currently. I can still see him. They are currently now taking away that soldier in an ambulance. They are continuing to perform CPR on him. Things look very dire. sudden a shooting started it was like unbelievable i i i could not believe it like rat-a-tat-tat rat-a-tat-tat like many many shots and everyone started yelling and scattering and saying run 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 so trying to find a place where you run because you only see this stuff on movies and no one's moving and about 15 minutes ago i heard more screaming down the hall like not screaming like someone in pain but yelling like lots of yelling and uh, I'm pretty sure I heard more shots about 15 minutes ago, or maybe 20 minutes ago. Um, it's a, an amazing, an amazing situation. Well, we all awoke this morning to the news that there was a shooting in the Canadian capital, Ottawa. And there's a lockdown in that capital now. A soldier was fatally shot at the war memorial and then a gunman attacked the Federal Parliament building. Let's have a talk to our 
counterparts UCB in Canada. Al Baker is UCB Canada in the news department there. Hello, Al. Welcome to 2020. Hi, Neil. How are you? I'm well, Al. The news that we woke to this morning is pretty devastating. Uh, How serious is this attack on the parliament? Well, it's quite a serious thing, a first for Canada, and uh, uh, it's not something that we're going to forget quickly. I mean, uh, you you know, it'll be forever tainted, you know, these hallowed hallowed halls. Um, However, uh, saying that, it could have been a whole lot worse. Um, You know, thanks to the quick action of law enforcement officials, the gunman was quickly uh, brought down uh, before any government officials or any tourists like that were harmed. The gunman's been named here in Australia, uh, Michael Zihaf Bibo. Uh, does he have any connections uh, with terror organisations that you're aware of? Well, nothing official yet, but he has been described as a recent convert to uh, Islam. And um, he was known as a high-risk traveller to the Canadian government, uh, which means he had his passport taken away so he couldn't travel because they had very good reason to believe that he was off to join ISIS. Um, On Monday of this week, um, uh, another jihadist uh, ran over a couple of Canadian soldiers, killing one, and he was shot dead by police as well. So this has been a rough week for Canada as far as, uh, you know, having our own people involved in radical Islam. There's an investigation that's underway at the present time, Al, uh, trying to find any more connections. Uh, Have you heard any more news? Uh, Nothing yet, but that's going to come out in the days ahead. Uh, They have very good reason to believe that uh, that uh, you know, Michael, who has another name, also Abdul Zihaf Bibo, uh, had strong connections with radical Islam. And as I said earlier, he was a recent convert. And people who, um, you know, suddenly embrace a religion, they probably do it for a lot of different reasons. This is a very troubled young man to begin with, and I think he was looking for some sort of radical fellowship. I'm not quite sure. It's hard to speculate speculate at this time because we know nothing really about this man right now. But as I said, uh, the facts will become clearer in the days ahead. Let's come to the attack on the Parliament. Your Prime Minister, Stephen Harper, was in the building, as were the Cabinet. They barricaded themselves inside a meeting room. Have you heard much from the Prime Minister? No, not really. Uh, Things were locked down pretty quickly and all the MPs um, were um, uh, confined to the parliament buildings and their offices uh, until it was secured. And I think that there is still a lockdown in that area of Ottawa, like the streets surrounding the parliament buildings. I know that the prime minister was quickly taken away uh, under police escort. He was taken out of there and uh, he hadn't been heard from that whole day, but was preparing to make a statement. Now, I know that he has been in contact with U.S. President Barack Obama. The Canadian and U.S. governments are treating this as a North American issue. The FBI is already involved. Are there questions about the security at the Canadian Parliament House? Uh, In recent times here in Australia, our security was upgraded at Parliament House. Has that been the case too in Canada? Well, uh, I'm not sure about anything recent. I know it's going to be under review for the next few days. Now, uh, saying that, um, this gunman was quickly neutralized earlier today. The sergeant at arms himself uh, shot him dead, uh, you know, as he got to within 20 feet of the meetings, uh, the caucus meetings that were going on with the MPs and members of the opposition. Now, uh, the question remains, how did he get that far? How did he get that far down the hall and so within such a close proximity 
of the Parliament buildings or, or the, the meeting rooms where the MPs were meeting. Uh, that all remains to be seen. And, of course, that will come out in the days ahead. Uh, as far as security goes around Parliament Hill, it's largely unseen, but it is there. I can guarantee you now it will be very much visible. I suspect, Al, the mood will change in Canada from this time forward, but, but has there been concern about terrorism threats in Canada? Um, yes, yes, there's always a concern. I know that um, our government has knowledge of 80 Canadian nationals, that's 80, 80 Canadian citizens who are involved in ISIS right now. And the problem that the government is facing is these people can easily get back into the country. Legally, they can't be barred from coming back in because they have full citizenship. They were born here, but they got radicalized here. They left. Uh, they, they're fighting this war. They're getting indoctrinated, and then they're going to come home. You know, there, are all, there have been all kinds of threats on YouTube already from Canadian people threatening to uh, bring the war home, and it looks like a couple of them made good on the promise. I don't know whether these two guys uh, in question this week – um, ever got out of the country, but they've certainly been influenced by what's going on over in the Middle East. Al, your thoughts, your feelings on how Canadians will respond. Uh, do Canadians typically uh, become afraid when there is a terror threat, or is there a certain resilience there in the Canadian people that uh, you'll just go about life as normal after a threat and an attack like this? Well, I think the general mood here is we're not going to be intimidated. We are going to be vigilant, but we're not going to be intimidated. We refuse to live in fear. We're very much like Americans and uh, the British in that way. I mean, both those countries have had their terrorist attacks. Now it's our turn. And I'm, I suspect that there will be more uh, around the globe because this is a different kind of war. But we're not going to be um, kowtowed into uh, submission or allow ourselves to be controlled or live in fear even of these radical terrorists. No, that's, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to pick up and move on, uh, but at the same time, we're going to remain extra vigilant. Things are already tense at the border right now, you know, for people coming back into Canada. People are being questioned a little bit more. Uh, the, uh, the border crossing guards are on heightened alert, and of course, all the government houses across the country, whether it's the federal parliament in Ottawa or the provincial legislatures, uh, all security has been beefed up at all these places. Al, I know the thoughts and prayers of Australians will be for you in Canada and for all of the people in Canada, but especially today too for the family of Nathan Cirillo, the 24-year-old reservist who was also shot and killed earlier today. Do you know anything of the family's response or is there uh, anything further you can talk to us about Nathan Cirillo? No, I think you know about what we know. I mean, we're getting all our information primarily from the Internet. It's funny you should mention that because uh, his name, um, actually it was the name of the gunman, was released by CBS News. That's how involved the Americans are already. But the corporal, the young corporal, was a really good guy from what I can see. Um, he had a young son as well. That's even more tragic. Uh, he was uh, doing honor guard duty at the National War Memorial in downtown Ottawa today when he was shot just at point-blank range, twice in the chest, uh, never had uh, never had a chance at really surviving. But uh, it's just a, a horrible, sickening thing, and our heart really goes out to the family of Nathan Cirillo, especially his young son. Al Baker is from UCB News in Canada, our counterpart organisation. 
uh, Christian media in Canada. And Al, certainly appreciate your insights and just affirming too that the thoughts and the prayers of Australians will be for you in Canada and especially for the family of the soldier who was shot. And certainly with the terror threat that's upon you, uh, our thoughts and prayers will be for God's blessing to be upon the nation of Canada. Thank you so much, Al Baker, for being with us today on 2020. Well, thank you very much, Neil, and uh, all the best to you. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts, or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.